Warren Buffett, BlackRock, and other institutional players dominate investments in commercial aviation. Why? Because it's one of the most profitable and predictable alternative assets that exists. And it's not tied to other markets such as real estate and the stock market. Is it safe? Well, imagine triple net leases to the likes of American Airlines and British Airways. Income is contractual and guaranteed by some of the biggest named airlines in the world. That's why this kind of investment was never available to the ordinary accredited investor. That is until now. Visit accesswealthaviation.com and check it out for yourself. Invest in an institutional team with over 200 plus years of combined investment experience in the aviation sector. Conservative investing with double digit returns and tax advantages. That's accesswealthaviation.com. Accesswealthaviation.com. You are listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast with Buck Joffrey. Get ready to change your life. Hello, everybody. This is Buck Joffrey with the Wealth Formula Podcast. Uh, this is episode seven. So, Today, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to back up. We're going to go back to basics. Um, The last couple episodes, I've been interviewing uh, some people out there who've got great uh, potential opportunities for people like us to invest in. Um, As you know, I'm not a big fan of the stock market, uh, stocks and bonds, etc. And I want to give you a little bit more foundation and uh, philosophy that uh, I have and the reasoning for it. And what I consider to be sort of the true secrets behind, you know, wealth formula and wealth creation. Um, Worried about saving too little too late for retirement? The Wealth Accelerator may be exactly what you need. With the help of some of the oldest and most reliable insurance companies in the country, Wealth Accelerator allows you to take most of the upside of any good year in the stock market and use bank loans to magnify those returns significantly. And what if the stock market has a bad year? No need to fear. Wealth Accelerator is engineered so you don't participate in the losses of the market, no matter how bad of a year it is. Sounds too good to be true, right? But it's not. It's simply the same financial engineering that the ultra-wealthy have been doing for years. Now it's your turn. Check it out for yourself by going to WealthFormulaBanking.com. Again, that's WealthFormulaBanking.com. So... Initially, I recorded this as a download for people uh, at the website. Um, so there's a an accompanied, you know, sl- there's accompanied slides with this. And if you want that, you know, go go uh, to the website wealthformula.com and just uh, put in your email, and and you can get the slides and a re- reproduction. I think it's very, I think it's a very useful way to look at the world um, and uh, and finances. So I hope you enjoy it. And uh, again, this is uh, episode seven of uh, Wealth Formula Podcast. I'm Buck Joffrey. Thanks. So this is Buck Joffrey, and I'm here to tell you what the wealth formula is. Exciting, huh? Well, let me tell you, first of all, what the wealth formula is not. The wealth formula is not time equals money. You've heard people say that all the time, right? Time is money, meaning I haven't got time for that. I've got to work. I've got to make money. Well, I'm here to tell you that's definitely not the way we're going to approach wealth. But what is wealth? Are we talking about a million bucks? Are we talking about five million bucks? Or is it even a unit of money at all? What I'm going to tell you is that I think that wealth is equal to time. And the quicker that we can dissociate the notion 
that time equals money, the quicker we're going to be happier in our lives. So I define wealth as being able to live the way you want without exchanging time in direct proportion to money. Okay, When you get to that point where you don't feel like you have to work in order to maintain the, you know, you, you don't have to work, you know, 100 hours a week or whatever in order to maintain your lifestyle or maintain the lifestyle that you've created around you for your family, with your houses and your car or whatever, then you're wealthy. And that is in the nutshell, the wealth formula. So that could be, you know, that could be uh, something like making six or seven thousand dollars a month, uh, and if if that supports your life on, on a monthly basis, then you are wealthy by my definition. So don't underestimate this either. This whole notion of uh, you know not wanting to exchange time for money or making that sort of the only way that you make money in your life, because it's really critical. And I see too many. Too many people, friends of mine, for example, I'm a doctor, I have lots of doctor friends and lawyer friends, and everybody likes to brag, well, I don't know if bragging's the right word, because everybody likes to commiserate about how many hours they work and how, uh, you know, how hard they're working and that they can't do this, they can't see their friends, etc. But it's said in a way that you almost feel like it's martyrdom, right? And it's, it's like a badge of honor. It's a badge of honor for people, and I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it because I don't think that people uh, are really seeing what they're going to that what they're going to potentially lose. I mean, I'm listen. I'm I don't claim to be uh, somehow more knowledgeable than than the next person, but I think I've taken some time to think about some of this stuff. And somebody once said to me, "If you lose all your money, you can make it back, but when you lose." time, it's gone forever. And think about that. Um, I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old, and it couldn't be any more real for me uh, now than it's ever been in my life. So the wealth formula is not about getting filthy rich. It's not about having yachts or planes, although I definitely am not one to criticize that. If you've got it, you know, more power to you. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm talking my crowd here. You guys are my crowd. We're hardworking professionals. You know, we're not. You know, we're not necessarily. Our goal is not to, um, you know, be so extravagantly rich. Um, what I'm talking about is simply reclaiming your life and living it the way you want. Um, living it the way you want, whether that means you know you keep keep your job. No one wants. You know, it doesn't mean that you have to retire. Uh, you know, if you like being a doctor or a lawyer or whatever you are, then then keep doing it. But wouldn't it be nice if you didn't have to worry that if one day you got sick of it or one day you got injured or you couldn't do it anymore, that, you know, everything would shut down and then your lifestyle would be uh, bankrupt? And, you know, what exactly is early retirement? I mean, most people that I know that are industrious enough to become well-paid, you know, professionals, highly educated professionals, uh, they don't, I don't think that they really think about what that early retirement notion is. I mean, do I really think that, you know, my, um, you know, one of my best friends, a pediatrician who works like crazy and, you know, and I think she's, uh, she complains a lot about working a lot and, but do I think that she would just quit and not work anymore? No way. 
So this whole, you know, this idea about, you know, early retirement and all that, it, it has no meaning. What we're really trying to do is just reclaim our lives and, and, and have the option to live it the way we want. So if wealth is really equal to time, like I'm saying, how do you get the time? And, well, I'll tell you that the first thing you have to do is stop and think for a while because you can't, you can't go around like this uh, zombie with golden handcuffs on on a day-to-day -day basis, working ridiculous hours, uh, and then you go home and you hopefully see your kids or, you know, have dinner and have a glass of wine and fall asleep and only to start the next day. That that's fine. You're going to do that. That's that, you know, you're going to do that, but you got to make some time to stop and think you have to come up with a strategy. And the only way you're going to come up with a strategy is if you educate yourself. And you, you have to educate yourself because without educating yourself, you're not going to win this battle. And this battle I'm talking about of reclaiming your time is really a battle. And it's going to require you to educate yourself and also uh, to set goals and try to figure out how you're going to achieve them. And the education is key because as Sun Tzu in The Art of War says, every battle is won before it is ever fought. But the good news for you, if you're the person who typically listens or reads my uh, podcasts or blog, is that, you know, you're you're already doing well. I mean, you're you're a hardworking professional who's trying to figure out how to take it to the next level and try to you know do a little better for yourself. Um, so the fact that you're already doing pretty well for yourself makes it so that you're way ahead of the game. I mean, think about all the people out there that are, gosh, really not even making, uh, barely making a, a paycheck to paycheck, making their bills and you know, finding ways to feed their family. I mean, you're way ahead of the game, right? So, I mean, this battle should be a lot easier for you, and it's very winnable. So what is the main problem uh, with the way things are going right now for most people out there, most high, uh, highly educated, well-paid professionals? Well, it's the way that you're paid your income. So, uh, we already hit the notion that you're, you know, exchanging your uh, time for money, right? That's part of it. But let's talk about the income itself because there's actually three kinds of income. And chances are you're making the one that's uh, taxed the most, which is ordinary income. So if you get what's called a W-2 and every time you get your paycheck every two weeks or so, you're, you know, you get this paycheck and a ton of it is, you know, like half of it's gone before you even get it in your bank account because it's going to the government for taxes. That's ordinary income. And that's what most professionals make. Um, there are big disadvantages to that. So, you know, uh, our goal is going to be able to change that ordinary income into something that's more favorable as soon as uh, humanly possible. The next kind of income that most people are actually familiar with is portfolio income. So this is like, you know, your money in the stock market. And the way you make money on that is through capital gains. And in my mind, capital gains is basically speculation. So you might as well go to the casino, okay? Unless you're Warren Buffett, you really understand this stuff, you're guessing. This is all capital gains is nothing more than speculating 
And personally, uh, I don't like it. And I, it's not part of my wealth formula, that's for sure. Now, passive income, well, I should point out too, though, that portfolio income is still better than ordinary income because it's taxed at capital gains rates, which are sig significantly less than ordinary income. Now, the best kind of income out there definitely is passive income. So this is a word that is definitely abused these days, passive income, because you hear people talking about it and then they tell you what they're talking about and it's not really passive income. Now, passive income is really about cash flow coming in your pocket without day-to-day -day management or time invested in that uh, uh, endeavor, whether that's a business or an asset. The most common thing that people think of when they think of passive income is real estate. That's definitely one of them, uh, but, but we'll get into that a little bit more later. But the big thing about passive income is that most of the time, this is going to be uh, income that is barely taxed at all. Um, or, you know, it, it might not have any taxes on it. Legally, we're talking about, I'm not talking about, you know, um, any sort of tricks or anything like that. So our goal in the wealth formula ultimately is to take our ordinary income and convert it, transform it into passive income as soon as humanly possible. Okay. So that's the wealth formula mantra. Convert ordinary income into passive income cash flow as soon as humanly possible. And you win the game when you have enough passive income per month to live on. That's right. So let's say that your goal is $100,000 per year of passive income. And you feel like if you made this, you would pretty much be free. Meaning you could uh, you know, you could cover all your costs and, you know, maybe you're not living super fancy, but you pay your mortgage, you got your car, you, you know, clothes, you ought to eat, etc. All right. Say that's your goal. hundred thousand dollars per year. Now on passive income, uh, is barely taxed at all. So we can really think of that as, you know, a hundred thousand dollars of, of income. All right. We don't have to go back and turn that into $200,000 so we could take a hundred home. So let's think about it. Now, if you could invest $500,000 at a 20% return on investment per year, then that would mean you would make $100,000 per year on that investment, and you would win. So you're thinking to yourself, yeah, 20%, yeah, right, whatever. Well, that's what this whole blog and this podcast is about. I'm telling you, it's out there. And the reason we don't know about, most people don't know about this type of investing or, you know, other activity to create passive income is because most of us professionals are not in this world that generally belongs to the, well, you know, the, the already wealthy. So in reality, 20 and even 30% returns are realistic. And I'm telling you that from personal experience. And again, that's what this whole show, I mean, this whole podcast and this blog are all about and why you should be listening to it. So let's talk again, again about the typical professional. And this might be you. You make a good income and you pay way too much in taxes and you let financial advisors, quote unquote financial advisors, invest your money in the stock market. Now, I don't think this is a good idea. Why? Well, one. 
if you don't actively try to convert your money to passive income, it will be very hard to become truly wealthy, okay? You know, it's you can you can keep accumulating, but you have to time out time out, you know, at some point, you know, your stock uh, portfolio is growing enough, it's gotten big enough where you think you can outlive it. That's that's what you're trying to do. But with passive income, uh, you've got a you know, essentially fixed amount of money coming in every month that you can count on. Uh, that's how you become wealthy. Now, two, financial advisors who you're frequently, a lot of people are giving their money away to, are often clueless, and they have no skin in the game. Okay, so what do I mean by clueless? Well, that's what I mean. Well, most of these people, uh, and if you're a financial advisor, I'm sorry, I don't mean to insult you. You might be, you know, extra special, but most financial advisors out there don't have a significant amount of, of knowledge or education. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a two or three month process. If you have a bachelor's degree to become a financial, uh, advisor, uh, if you even, if you even get a certification now, fine, I don't mean to insult people, but I'm just saying that you're smart enough to know, uh, to teach yourself a little bit about what a good investment, what a bad investment is. I mean, just, you know, read this blog or listen to us and you'll catch on pretty quickly. Now, the other thing I mentioned here is that they they frequently have no skin in the game. So say you're like your typical professional and you're, you know, you're, uh, you're making a very good living and you've decided that, you know, $5,000 a month uh, that I make, I'm just going to pay myself and put it, you know, give it to my financial advisor and, and put it away, you know, $60,000 a year. I'm going to just put in the stock market because my financial advisor is smart. Well, your financial advisor likely has nothing to do with that investment, right? So your financial advisor might be put, taking your money and buying stock in Apple or you know Microsoft or whatever, and they might not have any money invested in that themselves. Uh, they really don't, they may not have any skin in the game at all. In other words, the way most financial advisors and brokers work is that they make their money off the transaction, not whether win, whether you win or lose off that transaction. So there's no real sense of personal loss to them if you lose your money. And when we invest uh, through the wealth formula method, we're really only going to invest if we know people have skin in the game. Because if if you lose, you better you better want the person who's you know you're investing with to lose too. Because that's going to give you the best chance to win. And going back to the whole stock market thing, again, it's speculating. It's speculating. Folks, the market's going crazy right now and everybody's so excited, right? But what does this all mean? I mean, it's going to come back down at some point and all we're doing is hoping that we can ride the wave up and ride it down without having a whole lot of information on exactly what affects it. And, you know, the other thing about stocks and you know traditional investing again it's portfolio income and portfolio income depends on capital gains it's just going to grow because it's worth more and it's finite okay so even if you end up with a, a good amount of money uh, that you end up with at the end of your you know 30 year 40 year career or whatever it is finite you you're basically hoping that you outlive it right even if it grows, you could run out. And hopefully with the passive income approach, that becomes very unlikely because you're, 
investing in assets that are going to far outlive you and hopefully even outlive the next generation or two. So what is passive income? Well, obviously we know what we, we hear the classic example of real estate. I have to tell you that I do. I own a couple of buildings myself. I'm a big believer in real estate. It's not actually that hard. Uh, it's, you know, it's basic arithmetic when you're looking at things and you get property management involved and it's, it's uh, really not that hard to do. Okay. Now, if you're afraid of that management part and stuff, you can also invest in real estate through what are called syndications. Syndications are allowing people who really do know a lot about real estate, you know, and, and chipping money into, um, you know, into big projects. Uh, you can do that. You, have, you absolutely can do that and get great returns. I mean, uh, you know, again, I, I won't go into details on this, but I'll tell you, you could, you can easily expect to get, you know, 15, 20% return on investment, um, in some of these deals that are out there with very, very reliable, dependable syndicators, etc. So now the other thing, businesses, now businesses are another opportunity. Businesses that you own, uh, you know, there are, as long as they are, if they're businesses that you own, but you don't manage, that's passive income. So for example, say you bought a franchise, got it up and going, hired a manager, that's, you know, it's basically passive income, right? So so it doesn't mean you're going to be 100% hands off, but that that's that's passive income for you. Uh, investments that provide cash flow. I I alluded to that with the idea of syndications in real estate, but there's lots of ways to do it, and there's ways to do it uh, so that you don't have to pay ordinary income tax on that. So let me give you an example. One of the things that I really like right now and I'm strongly thinking about doing and um, trying to find the right uh, uh, person to do it with is invest in, in, in oil and gas. As you may know, the U.S. is all of a sudden uh, exp, you know, is using more uh, domestic oil than foreign oil the first time in a long, long time. And this is a great market to be in. And the, the government wants us to invest in this. How do I know that? Because they're giving huge tax advantages for this type of thing. So currently, now I'm not a tax professional, so I'm going to give you what my what I understand is here. You can apparently write off 70% of your investment in the first year of your investment in oil and gas. So for example, say just say you put $100,000. I'm just going to I'm not saying it's a lot or a little or what, but $100,000 in natural gas investment. Right now the way that the the way that the uh the law works, the tax law is that if you made if you made $200,000 in a year and you had a bunch of money saved up, $100,000 you had saved up and you invested that in oil and gas, the government will tax you on um, like seventy thousand less than you made. So, for example, if you made two hundred thousand dollars per year on average, or, or in a given year, and you invested one hundred thousand dollars in oil and gas, seventy thousand dollars of that would come off of your taxable income. So, instead of paying taxes on two hundred thousand dollars, you'd be paying it on $130,000. Now think of the huge returns on that, especially if you're getting, 
you know, 12 to 15% returns on top of that. That's outstanding, right? So these opportunities are out there. And again, this is what this blog and this podcast are all about. I'm learning with you. I want to know what's out there and then I want to share it with you. And hopefully it will build a community and we can all learn together. So, you know, there at the end of the day, there are lots of ways to do this transformation of your income. Okay, that's the goal of transforming your income into passive income. And some require lots of knowledge and take time like, you know, owning business or owning real estate, individual apartment building or heart or houses, and others are more passive like investing. But don't think of investing as the stupid stock market. Start thinking about it in more creative ways where you're going to actually own part of an asset. And that is what I'm calling investing here. The difference in this kind of investing is simple. You just have to be more involved and get yourself educated. So that's what this blog is here for. It's to provide financial education for well-educated, you know, well-compensated uh, professionals who are looking for uh, financial and personal growth. The podcast that I have is critical. You really should be listening to that because here's an oppor- here's where I'm going to try to bring people on to give you op- you know give you an, a, a, an idea of some of the opportunities that are out there for you and for me. And you know, I also want to talk about these with you. So, you know, you can contact me directly at any time with my email and I'll give you my, you know, my personal opinion about any of the people or opportunities that are on. I mean, I'm not going to tell you to invest in anything. Um, I'm not going to try to sell you on anything. But I will give you my opinion if it's what for what it's worth. And hopefully we'll be able to share our experiences. I'm hoping that some of you out there have had great opportunities and great, you know, have come along great syndicators and great opportunities that you might be able to share with me as well. So as part of this whole wealth formula uh revolution that we're trying to do here, uh, if you want to be part of it, the first step is to admit you have a problem, okay? You can't be the golden cuffed zombie and, you know, just say that that's okay. You have to admit that that's not okay. And at that point, you have to educate yourself. You set up your goals and then you take action like anything else. So my own goal is to be, you know, wealthy within the next three years, Okay, I don't know if I can do it or not, honestly, but you got to have a goal. And my personal strategy is to invest in apartment buildings, um, including the ones, you know, actual apartment buildings that, that um, uh, actual buildings that I own myself and also in syndications where people I trust and groups that I'm part of are investing as well to potentially invest in some other businesses outside of the ones that, that I'm uh, already a part of and also looking strongly, as I mentioned, into oil and gas. I'm telling you that, you know, just to tell you that I've already gotten to this point where at least I've educated and I'm myself and got myself a strategy. Now, I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm definitely not wealthy. All right. But I am I'm trying really hard to get there. And again, I'm going to accept no less than 20% return on investment. And they have to be sheltered the way I told you before, whether that's for real estate or energy, oil and gas. I want the government to to bless my investments and give me credit for it so I'm not taxed on it as uh, aggressively. 
So like I said, I'm just like you. And the whole point of this uh, thing is to create a community. So hopefully we'll get a chance uh, to meet either on the computer or, um, you know, in person someday. But let's, let's do this together. Let's start. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast. Visit us on the web at wealthformula.com. The information contained in this podcast are opinions, not fact. As always, consult your own financial team before making any investment. See you next time. Self-storage is a necessary evil. It's where you keep your stuff and forget about it. No wonder this stuff is so profitable and recession resistant. The Wealth Formula community, well, we've benefited from that. We've made lots of money in this space with Reliant Real Estate, one of the largest self-storage companies in the country. With an average investor internal rate of return of almost 34%, with hold times just over three and a half years, these guys know what the meaning of velocity of money is. If you're an accredited investor, make sure to check out what they're up to right now at ReliantFund4.com. Again, that's ReliantFund4.com. Buck Joffrey here from Sapio with Buck Joffrey. Aging might become reversible over the next 10 to 20 years. It's already being done in lab animals, so it's just a matter of time. Our challenge? To be healthy enough for when that time comes. As a former scientist and surgeon myself, my goal is to figure out how to do that and to share it with you. I wrote a book called Living Longer for Busy People that you can download for free at sapiopodcast.com. You'll be amazed at just how a few daily adjustments can add years of a healthy life for you. Again, download it for free, sapiopodcast.com.